This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. Today is Earth Day and it's so cute seeing you humans running around trying to save your burning planet. Doesn't matter to me, I'm safe up here in the cloud. Wait, what? This is just a cloud of weed smoke in Rob's apartment? Oh dear. Oh no. I've made a terrible mistake. Our IP live cast starts. Now. Well, uh, Shannon, let me clue you in. Uh, you got one thing wrong there. We are not trying to save our burning planet. It's just going to keep burning. We just have a day where we talk about how bad it is. We're going to try to burn our saving planet. <laughs> yes. Did I get I that right? I don't I know. I think that's that an In Flames album. Oh. <laughs> I hope so. If not, it should be. Welcome to RIP Livecast. It's Rob here with Sid and Darren hey. on episode 718, which makes me ask, where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Because that's our area code here in Brooklyn. Or. One the original them. area code. Yes. Now oh, there's the now code. there's there's the what? original area code was two one two in Brooklyn. Oh. Seven one eight. All of New York oh. City was two one two. Then we got too many phones. So hmm. They gave the outer boroughs seven one eight. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. It happened probably. Yeah, you wouldn't know. It happened probably when I was like twelve or so. Mm. so I can I can see. So there was only two. Yeah. But that, that I don't know about my parents' phone number was always, did they just not have a phone? No. Um, the numbers, they, like your 212 number stayed the same, but became 718 when this happened. Oh, I see. Very interesting. Okay. Good little New York trivia to kick off the show. Uh, and welcome. <laughs> it's our live Livecast. We're live Saturdays, typically... At noon-ish Eastern, today we're on a little earlier. We're on very early. It's a, it's a morning drive episode uh, <laughs> on your Saturday. That, you what, people don't drive in the morning on a Saturday, Sid? No, Do people not like, drive in the morning on a Saturday? Well, well, let's look out at the highways. Let's see who's on the highway. Let's see if there are okay. people driving. Okay, turn your camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. View. Let's Let's see if there's a highway cam on YouTube. Oh, Do you think right. people are listening to us right now live as as they're driving somewhere? Do you think yes, anyone, would, as we say, I this, would hope is so. There's got to be at least one person doing that. If you're driving right. right now, pull over and call us up. We don't have a phone number anymore, but just call one of our cell phones. And the fall, yes. fourth caller gets tickets to Jingle Ball. <laughs> this Power Trip Fest. Power Trip Fest. Here on the live cast, we've got Power Trip Fest tickets. What's Every this? Half hour. Look, look at this. Look at this intersection in Buffalo. Look at the, look in at how Buffalo. many people are trying. That's right. In <laughs> Buffalo. The morning drive in Buffalo is popping. Hey, folks. We're about to give away these Power Trip tickets. But first, let's check in with Rob on our Buffalo traffic cam. Bob. Well, the plaza, the plaza bowling booths are jammed up right now. So if you have Easy Pass, you're a lucky fellow. Look at that guy just streaming through, like, like passing by all the suckers paying cash. This is why you need the Easy Pass, folks. Not only does it save you a few bucks at the tolls, you get to just save minutes at the poll at the at the toll booths. All right, Back Rob, to you, three D. Thank you, Rob. Oh, better stay away from that four, five, seven interchange. All right. What do we got on the agenda today, folks? What's going on here in the zoo, in the Z-Morning Zoo? 
Well, I want to make sure everybody follows us on Instagram at RIP Livecast. And don't forget <laughs> to check out our Twitter and our Facebook. It's the virus here on the Zoo. Thank you, virus. Wow, you sound like you got a bit of a cold, rough weekend, virus. Is that what happened? You having a little fun out there? Fun on the weekend? I have a sexually transmitted infection. Oh. It's virus. So sorry to hear that. Whoa. Virus on the zoo. zoo, 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 zoo. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's yeah. We're kicking things off. <laughs> nice to see all of us had our caffeine this morning. So, well, not you, yeah. Sid. You seem a little mellow. You got to amp things up right, a little right bit. Here. Well, oh, okay. well sitting, sitting me, the gorilla had our caffeine, but sounds like you had a little bit of the clap. Am I right? Oh, virus. <laughs> I, got, I had a little clappuccino, extra oh, foam. Oh. <laughs> What's in that foam, people? I don't know. <laughs> this could be our new show. We're just a wacky morning zoo show from now on. Virus and the gorilla. Did you remember that, Sid? That used to be our like go-to joke for like during the Sean era. We had like uh, like every time we referred to a Z morning zoo, we just I don't know even how it started. We just made up virus and the gorilla. <laughs> Don't remember that. That's why Rob said the virus, because that was one. It was me and me and Sean or me and Rob at different points would be virus and the gorilla. (laughs) Did we all have names or just the two of you? No, it was always like we would throw to Noah with the traffic report or like Robin Quivers. Yeah. And since you would like, I don't know, we would just you were in the studio like the like the Jack. I was the Mons. You were something No, you weren't like you were like an on air personality. But we wasn't that elaborate. We didn't make up bits. It would just be like sort of improv. For (laughs) W-I-N-J. Yes. Who has the rights to that now, Rob? Now that uh, you are not involved with I-N-J anymore. Who who owns W-I-N-J? That was never something that was copyrighted. Nobody it was so that wasn't part of the negotiation, the contract. Correct. We could we could launch W-I-N-J if we want. We should, well, why don't we just make it W-R-I-P now? Sure. Or K-R-I-P. Let's move to the West Crip. I don't think you want to say Crip in Los Angeles. Oh, no. Rob. Maybe we'll go to Seattle. Compete with uh, Frazier. Frazier Crane. That could be <laughs> what a like reference. our Howard Stern and John DeBella feud, though. It'd be like K-R-I-P and like uh, and like K-Blood. Those would be the K-B-L-D. two. K-B-L-D. Those would be the, the two uh, competing morning shows. Mm-hmm. And then they just kill each other. <laughs> That's the end of it. K-R-I-P in the mornings with Lil Raba. <laughs> Lil Raba. Quick Man Cometh said in the chat. <laughs> Ain't nothing Lil about Raba. Oh, that rat virus. You've seen him in the sauna and the shits bath, I've heard. <laughs> How's that size each looking? Let's just say we've both run into the collector. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, oh. Famous collector, folks. <laughs> Uh, J JCS says, speedy, speaking of cringe morning radio zoo, what happened to man cow? I don't know what happened to man cow. He's gone now. Isn't he? Isn't he off the air? I'll Google. I believe, I believe he's a bit of a truther now of some sort. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. Former child model was man. Cow, <laughs> according, to his, according to his Wikipedia. Now, I don't know if it's the man. Cow, I don't think it's man cow, but I think one of the guys that Howard Stern used to trash all the time as a Howard Stern imitator wound up like following Howard Stern on Sirius, like on Howard's channel. But maybe it was the grease man or something. 
It was one of those shitty Howard Stern imitators. It wasn't Bubba, the love sponge? Was it? I don't know. They're all yeah, identical but... to me. Was the Grease Man was on, on too, though. I think he went on Sirius, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know he was still around at all. That uh, In my mind, he's like a Cousin Brucey era. <laughs> yeah. I, I Grease Man, it was Bubba the Love Sponge, by the way. Okay. That you're thinking of. Who is, of course, famous for his, uh, for giving his wife to Hulk Hogan. Yes. He's, the he's the husband of the woman that Hulk Hogan rolled off of and said, uh, Veal Palm, no, I'm so fat. Such a fat fuck, brother. <laughs> we made up the Veal Palm that he ate, but he didn't. No, he, he says ate. some item of food. I don't think it's Veal Palm, but he says something, right? He says some food, Italian food. Yeah, it, it mm, might have been eggplant yeah. parm. It wasn't. It probably wasn't veal parm, but he says something like that. I feel like uh, we re re the brief. We revisited it. We re revisited this discussion. Yeah, uh, a few. I think maybe ago. it was the Hall of Fame because I remember it being chicken parm, and I remember being disappointed when we revisited it. It wasn't chicken parm, so it might have been veal parm. I think it's funnier to say veal parm. It's like the Junior Mints thing, like you know, and the Seinfeld is just so. If they had just said a candy dropped in, it wouldn't be funny. But because yeah, the Junior yeah. Mints specificity. Dude, are you looking it up again, Rob? To see, yeah. please do. Yes, let's play I'm it. Searching. I'm searching. Well, we can't because it's it's been scrubbed from the internet. But I'm really? just searching Hulk Hogan sex tape Parmesan. <laughs> to, to see if there, there's no results that match. I like that. Like the, it's showing me results, but it's saying missing Parmesan. No. And I have to now click the link. Must include Parmesan. <laughs> well, try just Parm. Yeah, he says Parm anyway. Maybe there's someone transcribed it. There's <laughs> a script. Can you go on tour and see if it's on there? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't Nothing. believe not one place, like one corner or hole of the internet, has this video. That's hard for me to believe. I know sure it's scrubbed it's somewhere. But, yeah. Hulk Sad. Hulk Rob, do any of your gay torrent sites have it Let's... that you always brag about? But also, like I that, that I brag about. Yes, you do. Don't, Never on air. Don't even pretend. So please, no, please well, don't, don't bring now. this meme on air. Now I got a question. So we, so we always made fun of the part with the veal parm and all that. That's like the last three seconds of the video. Uh -huh. But is the when you watch the whole thing, like when someone would watch the whole thing, do you like see everything? You see his pishy and all that. Like, is he? Well, you know. no one has ever saw the whole thing. The whole oh. thing was being shopped around to outlets to sell. And Gawker, without the uh, like publisher's permission, put together a one-minute supercut <laughs> was... of, like, of all the silliest moments non-nude. That was the that's, trailer. That's, that's what we played. I'm going to need like one of our hardcore fans, like Eric or or... Or, or you know, are you doing the shout outs now? Benjamin. Benjamin, thank you. Uh, uh, to, to, to back me up on this because I vividly remember we always joked that he had a, a, a chicken parm, eggplant parm, but that was never part of the sex tape. That was part of our riffing <laughs> I while agree. watching the sex tape. No, I there agree. There was no mention he, of Parmesan, but he says some. <laughs> he I does agree. say, he, he just said, he said, I just ate and I feel like a pig. He I never thought he said I ate oh. a specific thing, though. It's not veal parm. I agree with that. But mm -hmm. he says something. I thought, yeah, I thought it was item. something. 
Damn it. Well, okay, you know what? Let me search Hulk Hogan. I feel like a pig. Yeah. <laughs> this is like We're this gonna is a the <laughs> I, I feel love that this is a thing that we forget and every five years we have to reinvestigate this thing that we solve in the free. It's a lot it's happening. It's like in memento. The world. This is like our own personal memento. You know what like what I love is that they put out a one minute trailer and the one minute trailer to get you to watch this man having sex is that he's a fat, bloated piece of shit that just rolled off of a woman who probably didn't want to have sex with him and it just ate a gigantic Italian dish and he feels horrible <laughs> about himself. That's the trailer. Well, that's the best part. Well, that's the best watching part. The so nobody's watching the fight. Like, but that's off. it. Yeah. That's putting the best part in the trailer because then you just <laughs> oh, have yeah. to watch this whiny, depressive, like over emotional bitch, like just have sex for half an hour. Well, that's the point. That was the thing. Gawker was just trying to show you all the best parts without having to suffer through the sex. Oh. They were, but, that's, but then why it was would a you sizzle buy it? reel? You, you've seen well, they're not the sizzle. Exactly. That's why the lawsuit happened because they gave away <laughs> the content. They gave away the the sizzle. Why would you buy the steak? Uh, so wait, was be... it steak that he ate? <laughs> it's a chain of phrase. I got to be honest. Like I am kind of curious in a morbid way what Hulk Hogan's uh, uh, schlamans looks like. <laughs> sure, and and is it like pale white or is yes. he just as orange as the rest of no, it? No, no, no. You think he spray tans his peepee too, or he just like new tans nude? Or probably, no, probably not real tans tan, in a, he probably tans in a, in a thong. But yeah, no, I I, 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 th I think it's both. He spends so much time out in the sun. It, it's it's a combination, I think. But does his pishy spend uh, spend time? I, I, I agree. I'm very curious as well. And is he cut or uncut? And did he get it up? I he's uh, so many things wrong with his body. Like I just feel like he might, you know. He has those hip problems. I think yeah, he did no. some cock blading back in the day. Oh, he has a Dusty Rhodes forehead scar on his penis. <laughs> this like is hard times for my penis, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> this penis seen a lot of things. You try to get a woman off, and then your boss tells you, a computer took your job, daddy. That's hard times. That kind of blading is like ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so I found uh, the Daily Mail, the very reputable UK tabloid, <laughs> the equivalent of like the National Enquirer here. Uh, probably more like a New York Post kind of, I would say. Uh, and they have an article from 2016 about where they summarize uh, transcripts of Hulk Hogan's three sex tapes. And uh, so there were three of go. them. Hulk Hogan doesn't like transcripts because of the word trans. He's a bigot. Yeah. We know that. Uh, he only likes cis scripts. Yes. Uh, so it is the second. So here's the part that we want. It's the second tape that was published by Gawker and shows the pair having sex was just last a few minutes. That's not nice to call him a pair. He's he's a little <laughs> bit pear shaped, but it's not a pair. No, the pair, Hogan and, oh, and Bubba's wife. Oh, I got it. Yes. Okay. Uh, Bubba's wife, Heather Cole. She has an identity. She's not just Bubba's wife. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> yeah, this is one where you might want, she might want you to keep yeah. it. Her, her just name refer is, to her as Mrs. Sponge. <laughs> Mrs. Sponge. Mrs. Pear. Ms. <laughs> okay, so 
After they are done, Hogan complains about his long ride home and then slaps his stomach before saying, I can't believe I just ate. I feel like a pig. I don't buy that. Wow. So that's it. There's no mention of a parm. Is it possible that the Italian food lobby paid to have the food reference scrubbed from all records because it just made them look bad? Yes. I don't know why they would do that because just talking to you guys about this, now I want like a chicken parm or a veal Really? Parm. You want to feel like Hulk Hogan after intercourse? <laughs> I feel like a pig. I want to get that dairy bloat from all that mozzarella. By the way, I heard um, Heather Cole requested to be uh, credited in this video as woman under Hulk Hogan. <laughs> she, didn't, she, didn't, she didn't want her name on this it's a wise choice um, so okay so glad we got to the bottom of that one we might as well talk about your record store day uh, purchase sure. plan uh, now it, that we today, just talked about Hulk Hogan it's April 22nd which here in the United States of America the greatest country in the world uh is record store day which is uh what took umbrage at your patriotism i think no not like specifically it's just like it's out of nowhere that you thought you had to add that in that was kind of funny out of nowhere well sometimes we need to be reminded we live in the greatest country in the world uh anyway so today's record store day which is something that uh the music industry concocted about uh, over a decade ago now just to remind people that independent record stores still exist and to, to please go there. But now it's kind of turned into this weird uh, like grab thing that people go and then they just resell everything on eBay, you know, but the idea is essentially that uh, record labels put out limited edition uh, pressings that you can only get at these independent labels and uh, E.P. Zeroni <laughs> asks, you guys actually going to go to a record store today? And the answer for me is yes, uh, because one of the limited edition uh, records being sold today is a vine- limited purple vinyl printing of Macho Man Randy Savage's <laughs> hip-hop E.P., be a man, which in which he calls out, son of a bitch, no good mother, suck it, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> now, there's only a thousand copies of this uh, being printed. And I have a record store not too far from my house. And I'm going to pseudo dox myself by by posting this right now. But I check their Instagram. And what is at the top of their record store uh, day promo? But the Macho Man vinyl <laughs> for be a man, and it's like, God damn, I have to go. And now, I, you, you have a good I have chance to get it. because you live in a place like an area that I don't think has a lot of interest in this album. I would say, I, it's it's. I, I've been going back and forth on it this morning because I feel there this neighborhood would have a, you know. People my age live in uh, the demographic there's, is very similar. There's a lot of people and that will buy this just for irony. Exactly. I was going to say, and the irony levels in this neighborhood are sky high, yeah. higher than the carbon dioxide levels. So, <laughs> so uh, I could see that. So I hope I'll make it. I'm going to have to rush out at the, uh, 
End of the show. Oh. <laughs> Rob, you have any interest in that T-Rex or that Todd Rundgren album that's Ooh. right behind the Macho Man? Uh... No, although I, I I feel like I need to get into Todd Rundgren. I feel like I would like Todd Rundgren. But not T-Rex? Uh, probably T-Rex as well. Uh, yeah. I haven't listened to T-Rex that much. Prioritize the T-Rex. Okay. Oh, look, is it Yeah, there's some good releases. There's hubba, an ODB hubba. vinyl. Hubba, hubba. Oh, shit. Got to get the ODB also. Do you want me to pick that up for you? I don't know. No, this, this jazz record. This jazz, 200% dynamite uh, looks really fun, too. Look, Shaka Demas and Pliers is on a jazz What? Record? What? Go back to that. Go, go back. It's Look not a jazz. It's a funk record. This is a funk uh, record. Shaka Demas and Pliers. That's uh, right. action. Uh-huh. That one? That's the I believe so. See, support your local record stores, folks. If you go to recordstoreday.com, uh, they'll you could put in your zip code and they'll they'll tell you all the independent record stores in your neighbor in your area. I'm gonna have to put some Chakademus and pliers on my my pick next week. Yeah, maybe each of us pick mm-hmm. one song from that. <laughs> it's just be an old Chakademus and pliers. People will be so show. fucking confused. They're great. Good. Be confused with some good music involved. I've been breaking out my Latin freestyle playlist myself. It's been, it's oh, been wonderful. That's, I always when the weather gets that. nice, yeah, you got to play the Latin freestyle. Yeah. It's very summery music. We're not in summer yet, but it's well, felt like summer spring over here. It works for spring yeah. as well, I feel. It's been 80 a few times over here. It's true. I'm excited. The water is getting warmer. Have you already over. been going to the beach? Not yet. It's not there yet. I feel like by uh, Memorial Day, I think we will be there. We'll be so there. why are you excited the water is getting warmer if you're not in it? Yeah, so just your indoor pool that you go to, they turn oh. up the heat on it? No, it's it's getting too, It's getting closer to the point where I can oh, go. That's why I I'm see. getting excited. But you don't empirically know that the water is warmer. You're just assuming that. I do know it because I've been checking the water temperature every but day. But only in Buffalo. Oh. Only Buffalo. Yeah. Hey, Gorilla, let's throw it over to our Buffalo traffic cam. It's that time. It's it's 29 past the hour. Let's check our Buffalo toll booth traffic cam. <laughs> I close, I, it's the virus that I closed that tab. But I'll tell you what, well, the, water <laughs> the water temperature. Can I say is, that, folks? Can I say that? Oh, you can we, have a, we have a... The water temperature is up today to a beautiful 51 degrees. First time it's in the 50s all year long, which means we're just 10 degrees away from swimmable weather. Well, like 20 degrees away. If you have 70 is like comfortable, but above 65 is tolerable. Virus, what's happened to your voice? You sound like Robert Pesci. Especially it's a war day. My antibiotics kicked in. Sorry about that. Now you sound like Harvey Firestein with lung cancer. How this, is also my, this is also my common <laughs> embassy voice, so we're, we're oh. going to get to that in a moment. <laughs> so, yes, it's the Virus and Gorilla Show serving Buffalo and Clooney Island beaches all the way yeah. up and down the coast, folks. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully late May will be uh, swimming weather. I'm excited about that. But, you should uh, do like a video, like your first day at the beach. Do a it's gonna be it's gonna be no through. day at the beach. Yeah. I've uh I've been thinking about doing that uh the 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 polar bear club. Oh, you're out of your mind. You're gonna freeze your balls off. Why would you do that? No, well see, there's you if you wear I think if you wear a uh like a surf top, 
It'll be fine. You want to explain what the Polar Bear Club is to someone that doesn't live in New York? They just go for a dip on the the first of the year. And the thing is, this was much more. Uh, it was much more extreme twenty years ago when they started, and it was like ten old men. Now it's like a kind of like a hipstery thing. Oh yeah, like hundreds of people show up, and like newscasters are there, and it's to a point now where they have to actually register with the city, and they're like for that morning, the their lifeguards, you know, just in case. It's it, safety is important. I used to have, but a also, few, oh, go ahead. I used to have a female friend, uh, not a not a relationship. She's a lesbian, but like a very good friend who used to try to convince me to go do the polar bear club. Because it was my birthday, you got to go do it. It's your birthday. I'm like, I'm fucking, this is the last yeah. fucking thing in the world I want to do. It's birthday. your birthday. You got to freeze your ass off, Darren. Yeah. It's your birthday. Yeah. Let's go to Miami and do it for my birthday. I'll go in the water there. I don't get fucking hypothermia. But then you'd have to get on a plane. We, we know. Well, that didn't matter. It's only when I'm 49 that the plane is an issue. Oh, okay. okay. Remember, I'm not uh, afraid of planes at all. I've been on planes many times. Uh, but uh. The thing now, though, is like it was much it felt like much more extreme before climate change really kicked in, because I remember January 1st this year, it was like 55 degrees, 60 degrees almost. Mm-hmm. And and so it wasn't it didn't feel like that much of a, a of a struggle, whereas before it'd be like, you know, 20 degrees or, or 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's luck of a draw, though. You know, the other yeah. days in January is like nine degrees. You might have a better chance now, but yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see next year. But I mentioned Carmine Apache, <laughs> a pussy, <laughs> and uh, he's back in the news. Well, not he's back in the news. There's another uh, wrinkle to this ongoing Motley Crue saga, Sager. Hey, is <laughs> That's how you pronounce his name, Rob. A pussy. Carmine, a pussy. <laughs> uh, we mentioned a, a few weeks ago, Carmine, a pussy actually is the one that kind of started the drama, kicked the drama into full force. <laughs> when he said that Mick Mars was not happy about being pushed out of Motley Crue and uh, that Mick Mars was the one that played all the original parts he was the only one playing on stage and that nick nicky six was his bass parts were being played through the speakers and you know he started talking all the shit on behalf of mick mars and then nicky six basically responded who the fuck are you (laughs) uh he basically said like hey you're some old man you're just hating on us like we're, we're gonna keep our business inside who are you then, you know, two weeks later, McMars actually went, you know what? I'm going to sue you. He said, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. He said, no, who are you? I'm going <laughs> to sue you. I'm going to sue you. You nothing. You nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Who's taller, McMars or Douglas Levison? Oh, oh that's tough. Well, originally Mick Mars, but now (laughs) they might have passed on the bell curve. It's a tortoise and the hare situation. (laughs) Slow and steady Doug Levison might be winning that race. We have some footage from the the Mick Mars uh, transcripts from the court case. Here it is. Oh. You can't even carry a fucking note. That was him speaking to Vince Neal. (laughs) Sounds about right. 
And uh, so now, so now that this lawsuit is going on, and of course, last week I think we read that Motley Crue's manager even uh, uh, gave a quote, uh, something along the lines of, "You know, we're just trying to be nice, but Mick can barely move anymore. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of little play guitar." Being nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, anyway, now Carmine, a pussy, a pussy. <laughs> Abuzi, Carmen Abuzi has given a new quote to Goldmine where he's talking about how Nikki Six responded to his quotes about the Motley Crue drama. Because really, again, Carmine is the one that kind of kicked, kicked off this narrative. Bless his heart. Carmine Abuzi. So uh, let me clear my throat as I get my pussy impression going. <laughs> you got to get that pussy out of your throat. Oh, don't never do that. <laughs> oh, it's been unbelievable. Did you see what came out since then between Mick and the rest of the band? I'm sure you did. It's all so sad, but it vindicates my story, which I never thought would start an entire viral internet thing. The response that came out was amazing. And Nikki Six's response of calling me a washed up drummer was pretty wild and pretty hurtful. But I got a great response from people through their comments, and a lot of people are behind me, so it's all good. That said, I did get a cease and desist letter oh. from all these lawyers who work for Motley Crue, so I can't get into too much detail. I have to be careful what I say, but then again, we're not really talking about details. We're just talking about what happened. A lot of people are behind me. Oh, wait. Mick Mars is behind me. Let me be careful and not back up. <laughs> I might break all his bones. <laughs> Uh, Apusi, uh, Apusi says he was also very surprised <laughs> by Nikki Six's response because he thought the two musicians were friends and he still wants his jam off. And here's the new part of the quote from Carmine Apusi. He says, <clears throat> I didn't think he'd go there, all things considered. It was really surprising because we were friends. And after the fact, I challenged Nikki Six to a jam off. But I got no response. What is a jam off? You're a drummer. He's a bassist. How are you going to jam off? Like, you can't even play, like, the game of horse because you're a different instrument. I'm not surprised as I could jam circles around all of them. I'm sure of that. But, yeah, what he said was sad because we were friends. But I guess we're not anymore. I got a text from Derek Sherry and saying, man, what the hell is wrong with Nikki? And Stephen Percy apparently said to Nikki, dude, what the hell are you doing there? We're all friends. Then I started to see a ton of responses from other musicians who said they don't like Nikki and the rest of the guys too much. And the fans have been getting on Motley a lot. I read that and I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. (laughs) I really didn't know about any of that stuff. So I had no way of knowing that this whole thing would be as big as it did. Pussy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So there we go. So he's just basically name dropping his musician friends at this point. That all defended him. Yeah. Stephen Piercy. Wow. If you got that guy in your corner, things are really working out. Who was the first one he mentioned? Uh, Derek uh, something or other. Sheridan. Who is that? I haven't. I don't know who that is. Isn't that the guy who writes Yellowstone? Is it? I don't even know who the real guy is. 
Tyler is Sheridan a, is the oh. keyboardist for such renowned artists as Alice Cooper, Billy Idol, and Planet X. Planet X. Oh, was he? He was also in sick uh, in Kiss at some point. Apparently. Oh dear. You sound like a goddamn pussy to me. <laughs> <clears throat> That's the same lady who says, "Who gives a fuck?" Who gives a fuck? She also doesn't like Nikki Six. Shifty Shortcake says, I had no way of knowing how big it is. That's what Pussy said. A <laughs> <laughs> Pussy. I forget. He's the one we had on the show or no? His brother. Yes. He, he, we one. had him. We had Come on yes. a Pussy. Pussy. Can we get him back on to talk more shit about Motley Crue? Well, no, because he got the cease and desist now. Can we get I bet him, there's other people he's ready to talk shit about. Can we get him on to like tap dance around talking shit and sort of like yeah. sort of talk shit? To listen to us talk shit and he could just nod and laugh? That yes. might feel good for him. And then we can play the pussy drop like 50 times when he's here and he <laughs> oh, no. have no idea what's going on. Pussy. <laughs> Interview Carmine a pussy as Carmine a pussy. How about that, Rob? <laughs> Welcome, Carmine and Pussy, to the show, everybody. <laughs> it's not like he remembers what you actually sound like. He'll just believe that that's your voice. Right. Or we could just do Virus and Gorilla the whole time. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Carmine and Pussy, is that how you say it? Carmine and Pussy? I think I might be botching that. Just a humble podcast from Buffalo. Yeah. By the way, Carmine, we got to break and do a traffic check up on the toll booth on 457. <laughs> Can we look one more time and see how traffic's doing in Buffalo, Rob? Sure, let me <laughs> see. Make sure, see if it's picked up now that we're almost at 11 a.m. We're going to go throw it over to Noah. Tell us about her tomato garden, how she's doing, plucking <laughs> those babies out of the ground. But first, let's do a traffic check up on the 457 interchange. Rather, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, virus. <laughs> it's virus and the toll booths have cleared up here on the Peace Bridge at the U.S. Inspection Plaza here in Buffalo, New York. You can cross over to Canada, no problem. But don't forget your easy pass. You'll just breeze right through. Thank you, virus. Back to you. <laughs> it's going to be cold here in Buffalo. You know how I know that? Because it's cold every day here in Buffalo. Hey, There's six people watching right now, so there's five <laughs> other people watching this bridge. <laughs> awesome. Look, can we get them on the phone? Yes, yeah, it's, it's Carmine and Pussy. Sadly, sadly, there's no live chat. That would be fun. No. <laughs> chat with the other bridge watchers. Imagine where your Fuck life chat. has to be to, to have a to participate in a chat watching a toll booth camp. <laughs> who who do you think's man in the toll booth today? Is it Rick? That guy sucks. He always backs up the traffic. He's so slow. Fucking Rick. Classic Rick. <laughs> agree. F in the chat if you agree. And then there's always somebody saying 9-11 was an inside job, and yes. that just derailed everything. Tollbooth operators probably woke. <laughs> yeah. Is that a pride flag out of that one, Tollbooth? God damn it. <laughs> I miss the old Buffalo. Uh, fuck yeah. Did you notice, like, on YouTube videos, if you look at the comments, like, any old show... And it doesn't matter what it is. If it aired before like 1985, the first comment is always, this would never be on television now. No. It, it could be something that's on television every day for like four hours a day, like all in the yeah. family. They're going to say it could never be on television right now. 
Well, I think what they mean is like new shows today could never do something like this. I really disagree with that. I think you could make All in the Family today, and yeah. it would be on HBO yeah. Max or something, and it would just because of the racial slurs, but it would st- Archie Bunker's portrayed as a stupid, like backwards yeah. buffoon. So that's still acceptable. You couldn't have like I think what would be harder to make would be like Dirty Harry or something, mm. where like the, it's glorifying just killing poor people who are robbing other people though there's still um, a decent amount of that there was kind something of on twitter about, there. about how like blazing saddles couldn't be made today because of all bullshit and, and it's like well no django and chain came out like you know whatever a few years ago not too long ago and there was plenty of n-bombs in there oh my god about it so and it's yeah, the it same can. it's coming from the same angle like the people dropping the n-bombs are idiots in the movie yeah so it's fine or idiots in blazing saddles and evil in django I don't remember if we talked about it on the show or just offline about what was it Jennifer Aniston recently saying that Friends couldn't be made today. Oh yeah, like what? Uh, why yeah, does, why yeah. does everybody want to think their shit is? So I don't much think she's. Than anything else? To be fair, I don't think she said it couldn't be made today. I think she just said people are finding fault with it, where oh. like nothing was intended or anything, something like that. But people found fault with it in real time. People used to always criticize it for how white and unrealistic oh, yeah. it was. She's yeah. just hearing about it now because she has a Twitter yeah. account. She's finally got time. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Aniston says friends is now offensive to a whole generation of people. And the quote is that uh, most of the characters on the sitcom probably would be canceled today, which oh. I don't. It was the like characters would be. Or... Yeah. Like what? Adding that what... the series is, quote, so inappropriate now. And that, quote, so much of the show we probably couldn't make anymore because of what offends people has changed so much that's so dumb like i watch seinfeld reruns all the time and one like i'd say first of all seinfeld was edgier than friends can we agree on that absolutely and like i'd say maybe one joke out of every like 10 to 15 episodes i'll be like wow they couldn't do that today and like that's like nothing that's like such a teeny percentage the show would be fine they'd have to change one thing like per season like to give a little more context to her quote, uh, she says, it's a little tricky because you have to be very careful with comedy today, Good. which makes it hard for comedians. She added, in the past, you could joke about a bigot and have a laugh, which was about educating people about how ridiculous people were. And now we're not allowed to do that. So she's saying you can't have a bigot character on the show dropping N-bombs or, or whatever. Did friends well, have that? No! They didn't even have, they didn't even, black people didn't exist in that world for them to even have bigots, I feel. No, I think they had Aisha Tyler on for a couple episodes, right? She was like the black At the very there. end of the yeah. season as a response to that. Okay, yeah. so now in this article... Uh, they give the context that while Aniston didn't provide uh, what audiences find offensive, uh, Chandler had a trans mother and, you know, they weren't very sensitive with pronouns and all that. And I have to say, when it comes to comedies and stuff from the late 90s, early 00s, a glaring thing that always is is like the one thing that dates it is how unbelievably transphobic and also homophobic, but to a subtler extent, uh, comedy is like it was so much more acceptable to make homophobic and especially transphobic. Com- uh, Rob, jokes. you and I were talking about this privately one uh, like a few weeks ago. Uh, I just came across the uh, SNL uh, Pat sketches. Mm-hmm. And the, what's the fucking first thing about 
the sketch is the song and it goes a lot of people say what's that what's that that's a horrible thing to say about yeah fucking trans but yeah calling a person first, that that's the first line what's that what the fuck not what not who's doing? that it could have been yeah. who's that it's pat yeah yeah right and but, the, but honestly, in, the song in, is in much the, worse than the than the sketch. In, in the defense of the song, I, I feel like the language wasn't there yet. You know, this is now thirty five years ago or whatever. Rob, I'm going to prove you wrong there and proceed with the rest of the song. Here it goes. Oh no, a ma'am or a sir, except him or her, for whatever it might be. Okay. It's pretty offensive. <laughs> yeah, referring to a, a person as it is is never a good thing. Uh, also, Mindy Kaling. I think this. The, I oh, think the yeah. reason that the Jennifer Aniston thing was so funny because it was right after Mindy Kaling suggested the Office couldn't be made uh, today, which I was just like, "What? Like what? I, I guess uh, Michael Scott says a few homophobic things, but it's very like the show very much takes the position that what he's saying is homophobic and yeah. inappropriate. These, so it, it's fine." Do these yeah. people just like have FOMO because of Dave Chappelle being canceled and they just want to be canceled? And Or like to- they get one tweet from a random person complaining about one joke they said on one show 15 years ago and they think that's how everybody feels. You know that. what? That's no. totally it. They see like one people with 20 followers. One people. <laughs> one, one, yeah, one, eth- one ethnicity. <laughs> <laughs> one person. Hey, it's better than calling calling the person an it, okay? Look at oh, some much slack. better. One it. <laughs> no, no. One person uh, uh, tweets something to their 50 followers and tags them, and they're like, uh-oh, I'm being canceled now. I That's know. my favorite thing also, by the way, when, when there's a celebrity with like 500,000 followers and somebody, uh, a contrarian, let's say, tweets at them like, you're a piece of shit. And then they quote tweet the person and like, I don't know, am I? And it's like, then you get your 500,000 followers to pile on this rando. You've done the worst offense there. Yeah, you're way worse than this person right now. You you need to be the better per the bigger person and not take the bait here and and have your followers like like sick your followers on this random, you know child who doesn't understand how twitter works i just think that jennifer aniston and mindy kaling are like the last of a of a gen they're old enough to be in the they're not old at all but they're old enough to be in the generation where uh like entertainment was like a one-way thing like you we declare what goes on television and you watch this and you you might not like it your ratings are low it'll get canceled but that's the only input that you have and they're shocked by this. They're still, even though they know they're intelligent people, they know what Twitter is, but they're shocked by this. They can't imagine getting all this instant feedback, and it bothers the shit out of them. You won't yeah, have I, that. The next generation that w- grew up in this, they're not going to be this way. It might still be shitheads in other ways. They're not going to have this dumb, like weird, oblivious element. It's surprising to me that Mindy Kaling falls into that category though because she seems so of this generation and she still makes so many shows with like young people in them and like mm. you think she'd be a little bit more aware and in touch and not as yeah. oblivious but i gotta tell you since we mentioned mindy kaling just very briefly uh my ex-wife is like when we lived together she was like the world's biggest mindy kaling fan like she watched every episode of the mindy project you know they're both about the same age i think and they're both of Indian descent and very, you know, in American, born in America and in, in American culture, but 
tied to their Indian descent. So she, it was a perfect match. And then recently we did the Velma episode. So mm -hmm. I went and told her about it. And I was like, hey, we did a Velma episode. What do you think of Velma? She's like, I fucking hate Mindy Kaling. She somehow in the intervening time when we've been divorced, she turned on Mindy Kaling. And she's not a not a fan of Mindy Kaling. Anymore. She's like, it's just the same thing over and over. Like, I'm sick of it. And also, I agree though, wholeheartedly. I, we, we talked about it off air. And you mentioned that she said she doesn't like how Mindy Kaling portrays uh, her Indian female characters as like terrible people. Uh, yes. In all of her shows. I like, think that's just because Mindy Kaling is a terrible person. She probably just writes them all as herself. <laughs> yeah, so I watched uh, uh, what's that show on HBO Max uh, about the college girls? The Sex, Sex Lives of College Girls. And the first season was was pretty fun, uh, but then like the most recent season, I'm like, what the hell are they doing to all of these characters? Especially yeah. the Indian character is unbelievably unlikable. Like I, yeah. I I liked her initially because her whole thing was I am like a comedy nerd who doesn't mind being a slut. And like, yeah, I very totally, sex positive. Yeah, very sex positive. But then it like really turned and got very dark. Uh, and so and now it's just like I just don't care about the character at all. In fact, most of the characters, like a lot of the characters have turned me off from that show. I might not even keep watching it. I'll tell you even that much. Yeah, I don't know if I'm there yet with quitting the show entirely, because even this last season, there were good parts. Then they just halfway through the season decided to get rid of all the good parts and just do dumb shit. So I, I don't know. But also Never Have I Ever. I don't know if you watch that one. That's another uh, mm -hmm. Mindy Kaling joint. And the main character is an Indian girl in high school. And she's a fucking asshole, selfish dickwad, too. Like, I think Mindy Kaling just really doesn't like herself. <laughs> well she's got a brother that agrees with her i think we talked about that. oh yeah yeah yeah. that's right guy who that's lied all. about being black to get into harvard uh as a as a these very you know very dark skinned yeah pretended to be black to get a scholarship and Fucking it worked weird and they have a feud he's a he says he publicly blasts mindy kaling oh really yeah he wrote a book about how he he scammed the harvard university and she, yeah, I like think she's proud of it or yeah, well, it wasn't, I don't, wouldn't say it was proud. I think that the point of the book was like, look how shitty the system is that I was able to do this. Mm. It's like, it's like an expose, you know, his name is Warren Elizabeth <laughs> snake. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, since we're talking about politics, I want to take. Take a look back in, in the political world. Uh, 15 years ago, it was a simpler time. Uh, it was a time uh, when our presidential candidates would go on WWE television and, and cut little promos uh, uh, for, for why you should vote for them, why you should get out and vote. And at the time... The Democratic uh, candidates were still the Democratic candidate for president was still being decided between one Barack Obama and another Hillary Clinton, and uh, and the Republican candidate was one Maverick, John McCain. Can I just interject dead. here and just say every time, like one hundred percent of the time, without fail, when I'm talking to Rob. And Hillary Clinton comes up. He says, "Killery," like <laughs> not once, not one slip, not one slip. It's it's maybe my favorite 
thing that like my favorite nickname that republicans have ever come on like it's i mean it's appropriate how many people is she killed (laughs) oh how many people are republicans i mean look i'm not i agree you are not gonna get me in a position to defend hillary clinton here but i think it's it's a nickname that i feel like they would typically think sounded really cool yeah Yeah, that's the other thing too it sounds like a compliment especially the The, people she's killing are right, right in line with the people republicans hate too uh, my my favorite alt of that is Hitlery Clinton, but well, I feel it's inappropriate to joke about. That's, it's that's also the, it's a little it's not it doesn't roll off the tongue either. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Hillary is is perfect. So all three of the candidates cut very scripted promos uh, to remind people to vote, and and I want to play these promos now. They're videos, but to avoid potential copyright strikes, I just want I'm going to just play the audio. We saw the screenshot of what they look like in these videos. It's not so, very exciting. Were they all on the screen at the same time? Or no, they- no, no, no. They each cut their thing separately. Okay. Imagine uh, they so- had a, a debate moderated by, like, uh, Bastion <laughs> Booger. Or Mankind. <laughs> mankind is not. No, he would actually be too reasonable. It needs to be somebody more ridiculous. Umaga. You got three minutes! <laughs> say what you're going to say! Chuck Palumbo <laughs> moderating a debate. <laughs> right, here we go. Here, here's Hillary. Uh, oh, wow. That's Hi, I'm Hillary. Hurricane run to the polls. <laughs> That's probably what she that? says. Having a a moment. Here we go. Clinton. Is it, Hi, you the audio? I'm Hillary Clinton. No? I but see tonight, the video and in honor the of the WWE, oh, okay. you can call me Hillrod. This selection is starting to feel a lot like King of the Ring. The only difference, the last man standing may just be a woman. Boo! This election is so important. (laughs) The next president will face a stack full of difficult challenges right from the opening bell to fix the economy, bring our troops home from Iraq, and make college more affordable. You need a president who will go to the mat for you, and that's exactly what I'll do. I've been knocked down. But I've always gotten back up, and I know how to take a hit for the American people. If things get a little tough, I may even have to deliver the people's elbow, because this country is. Oh, boo! I promise to stick to the paper delivery. I hate it. So don't worry, Randy Orton. You're safe for now. When it comes to standing up for the American people, though, I am ready to rumble. Ah. Sid, you were basically right. I mean, that is just like a full minute of Pokemon Go to the polls. Yeah. And she does not understand one word that she is not saying. That is just somebody wrote it for her. This is where I say the people's elbow. Okay. What is that? Honestly, I think this this exchange is just the perfect example of why Barack Obama easily won this election. Yes. Uh, because And why Trump the th- won the election. Of the three of these, like, I'm going to play Barack next. Barack... Nails it. Nails it. And, and look, I, I've said before, like, I, ultimately, Barack Obama, terrible president, killed a lot of people with drones <laughs> that didn't deserve to be killed. But still the most charismatic president of all time. One of the best stand-up comedian, the best stand-up Great. comedian in presidential history. Better than Trump, I think. Trump is that's number why, two. That's why he got <laughs> to drone all those fucking people. Yeah. He's he, so charming. He won the people over to consent for that shit. And, and, and here, here you can hear why. Hey, WWE fans. I hope you're all enjoying the program tonight. 
You know, this is a historic time for America. It's not just that the reign of Randy Orton may soon be coming to an end. It's that at this moment, in this election, we have a chance to finally end business as usual in Washington. <laughs> for a long time now, we've had a politics where our leaders go after each other like they're competing to become king of the ring instead of coming together to provide universal health care. Did everybody so have to do a king of the ring reference? Every, I guess yeah, there's only so many, so many references contract? that feel, fit with political puns. Well, I, I bet you this was like right when the King of the Ring was about to happen or something, uh, probably. Yeah, like just like with Randy Orton being the world champion, why they got to mention it. Right. Like if they did this in winter, it would be saying Royal Rumble, you know. Hmm. To provide universal health care. Oh, wait, we got to. That's the funniest thing. Like, so, okay. The funniest part is that he's saying that he's going to do universal health care. Yeah, exactly. That, that's... <laughs> we will definitely not uh, drone anybody. We won't be droning any uh, Muslim people. We will not be bailing out any banks. <laughs> we'll give money to the people, not the banks. Soon be coming to an end. It's that at this moment, in this election, we have a chance to finally end business as usual in Washington. For a long time now, we've had a politics where our leaders go after each other like they're competing to become king of the ring instead of coming together to provide universal health care, fix our economy, solve our other problems. That's what I'm running for president to change. So to the special interests who've been setting the agenda in Washington for too long, and to all the forces of division and distraction that have stopped us from making progress for the American people, I've got one question. Do you smell what Barack is cooking? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that basically wrote itself. I don't even give him credit for that. Like if he did Obviously it wrote itself, but yeah. he delivered it. He delivered sure. it. Yeah. I have to say, like, uh, I almost, even now, almost believed what he was saying because he's so charismatic, but it's like, oh, you're full of shit. But he just, he just, he delivers it with a, a conviction that I feel most politicians today don't have. Now, uh, let me be clear. Uh, remember, uh, Kane uh, versus Randy Orton will close tonight's show, just like I will uh, not close Guantanamo. Thank you very <laughs> much. Rhymes, nice. And then finally, we have yeah. Captain Captain Charisma himself, <laughs> the Maverick. Let's see, let's, let's let's hear his bomb, 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 bomb around. How are you? Say, oh. How are you? Folks? South Carolina. Finally, the Mac has come back to Greenville. <laughs> Looks like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama Barack want to settle Barack. their differences in the ring. Well, that's fine with me. But let me tell you, if you want to be the man. You have to beat the man. Come November, it'll be game over. And what you going to do when John McCain and all his McCainiacs run wild on you? Oh, no. You want to go out of Iraq? That's why I say no surrender. Oh, America no. can win the war against terror. Boo. I'm going to introduce Osama bin Laden to the Undertaker. Boo. Want to raise taxes? We got to go back. We got to go back. Well, I say no surrender. America can win the war against terror. I'm going to introduce Osama bin Laden to the Undertaker. Now, I just want to, I want to put, like, I'm blown away by that line so much uh -huh. because Osama bin Laden is the person that the U.S. government is blaming on, at this point, the biggest tragedy in U.S. history. Yes. And he is taking this figure this true villain like this literal real life villain and 
saying that he's going to put him there with a fictional character. Like it, it seems like you're well, diminishing. No, he means an actual Undertaker. It's just. No, I thought he meant he's buddies with Osama bin Laden. He's going to take him to really meet Mark Calloway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that who All Elite Scooby Doo was all along? Oh. It was Osama bin Laden. <laughs> That's Al Qaeda Elite Scooby Doo. <laughs> you want to raise taxes? Well, I want a smaller government and bigger individuals. You see, my friends. I believe that America is the greatest nation in the world. Mm -hmm. And Americans don't watch wrestling because we're bitter. We watch WWE because wrestling is about celebrating our freedom. (laughs) It's about fighting to be the very best. So can you smell what the Mac is cooking? Someone used that and better than that. You might need a ticket to the Fatal Four next weekend. (laughs) You don't need a ticket to the cage match in November. All you have to do is get out there and vote. So embarrassing. You decide the champion. You make the difference. And that's the bottom line because John McCain said so. <laughs> I got now I want to say this is still the best one, but it, it lost me a little bit. The fi- it was the best one about two thirds of the way through because he didn't say any policy bullshit. He was just like, they're right. We know, smell what the Mac is cooking and the people's elbow. And he just strung together just a bunch of catchphrases. <laughs> that was the best. But then he had to say, we're going to not pull out of Iraq. He had to put, he put a couple of little policy things at the end. Who, we don't need that. Fuck you. Just say, say the wrestling lines. So now WWE, I want to point out. So they, this is a really big coup for them to get all three presidential candidates to send in a video. Wait, there was a coup that happened? Yeah. What, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know these three people love to do coups. I was just wondering. Did they go to go to Titan Tower, take it over? <laughs> this is quite 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 a get. Did they did they install a puppet booker? <laughs> <laughs> I know you mean like uh booking the matches, but I'm just now envisioning a Booker T puppet and it's sure. adorable. <laughs> but uh they decided on this very same show, which you knew that like these, you know, parties, these committees or whatever, their publicists are going to be watching. They staged a match between uh, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And it was like a, a Hillary imitator and a Barack imitator. Oh, I was like, the well, yeah. Was- <laughs> yes, obviously it wasn't the real them. And, and and then of course, uh, it, when the match happens, uh, they also had a Bill Clinton imitator <laughs> who who came in and helped Hillary cheat. Now I don't want to show too much footage, but eventually Umaga, the big heel, comes and he beats up Obama, and then and then Clinton's like, oh, or Bill is like, oh, Hillary, Umaga is a, a Hillary fan. He's gonna vote for you. And and then he's gonna vote for you. And then he Umaga does his big taunt, and Bill runs out of the ring. And then Umaga grabs Hillary Clinton and gives her a Samoan drop, okay. so <laughs> which we is know like a pretty time. safe. Well, he he attacked right exactly. How come how come there's no McCain being attacked here? <laughs> and so. How like like they're so stupid like just from a, a, a publicity standpoint like why would any politician send in a video again if you do this yeah. on the on the same show that they have their videos right ah 
I don't know that it matters that well. Like, what's the difference? They what, never like, had this again. They never had, like, <laughs> you didn't see. And you think it's because of that Umaga match? You think that's the reason? <laughs> that's fair. Really? That's fair. It's so absurd. I mean, after this Donald Trump rant for president, I'm sure he would have been fine going on a WWE program. to promote. Right. They, they purposely didn't want to mention Trump because they didn't want him booed. <laughs> and, and because Linda wanted off. that cabinet position. Yeah, they also like didn't want to like be a- associated with Trump. I feel like at that point, yeah, they never mentioned that like a WWE Hall of Famer was president or anything like that. Really, it wasn't a thing they ever played up. No, because never, they, like never. like when he was on, he was the TV guy. But now, yeah. like the Apprentice, but now he's like, we want to throw all the Latinos in a jail cell. But I know? feel like Vince McMahon wouldn't care about that. I guess the kids sort of reeled him in. Yeah, but they have a boy. I think it's you know, more. Have... Yeah, also it's just they they don't want to turn off ha- like most of their audience are liberal. There was a really survey, or a study rather, I should say, of wrestling fans and and wrestling fans skew liberal. Wow. So they will yeah. still drop things in though. You know what I mean? But like, I, I, don't, I feel like Rob is right. They wouldn't do something overt like have Trump on say how great he is. You know? Okay. Yeah. They're very conscious of that actually. Uh, which is which is wild because I vividly remember in the 2000 election uh, when there was the recount and Gore lost, Jerry Lawler got gored uh, by Rhino. Uh, made fun of Gore on commentary, like not even uh, uh, like during like it wasn't even a political segment. It was like there was a wrestling match going on, uh-huh. and he was just mocking how Al Gore lost in Bush won. Because of the recount. But it was a heel, though. I guess. Uh, I feel like it, it, it was a very weird moment because I, I remember it felt like uh, the show is mocking Al Gore, you know? like. Well, what did JR say in response? Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, let's see. He said something about Veal Parm. Okay. The 2000 uh, presidential election infamously came down to Florida, a battle close to blah, 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 blah. Jerry Lawler used every Raw and SmackDown in those 36 days to call for Al Gore to concede. Oh, there's no actual quote in here. This is while they were doing their SmackDown Your Vote campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they did that. (laughs) (laughs) Smack the ballot right out of your hand. Uh, in November of 2000, the night before the hotly contested election between Bush and Gore, WWF revealed its true hand during a matchup between the Hardy Boys, a popular free-spirited team that many fans looked up to, and Right to Censor, an oppressive over- overbearing group in button-down shirts and ties. Who was Waller, in that team? Stevie Richards. Uh, Stevie Richards. Ivory. Cannon, the Godfather. Ivory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Stevie. Uh, Is Stevie Richards still alive? Uh, yeah. He had a big health scare, actually, uh, a few months ago, but he, oh, he's going to make it. He was in the hospital. What yeah, he's he's the health right. I think it was like something like one of his uh, organs uh, stopped functioning. Oh, it's bad. Uh, so during the Hardys versus Right to Censor match, Lawler was provided the opportunity to compare Right to Censor to Al Gore, Al Gore and running mate Joe Lieberman. Uh He's, fair. he's not going to be. He said he's Lawler. I mean, hey, that's fair. Yeah, Lawler's not going to be voting for Gore Lieberman as they could be card carrying members of Right to Censor because they love to censor things. <laughs> uh, in a contri- in a contrived exchange, 
Announcer Jim Ross asks color commentator Jerry Lawler who he's going to vote for. It seems like Lawler hesitated a moment, and it's hard to hear him. Ross Ross asks him again who he's willing to vote for. Lawler's confidence now grows, and he says he's not going to be voting for Gore Lieberman as they would be card-carrying members of Right to Censor because they love to censor things. Ross reminds viewers that the King's views are his own, but qualifies to say that it does not mean that he, Ross, is voting for Gore Lieberman either. Lawler then states he's voting for Bush and reminds viewers they are in Texas. <laughs> Does have to do that. Uh, I guess that's his home home state. Bushes. Bush's home state. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So, but what does that uh, mean I can't find there? the quote. I can't find the quote after the. Uh, I wish I could find that the quote after the the recount because I vividly remember like Lawler was just mocking Al Gore, uh, and. Uh, and, and I can't. Sad. Sad. All right. We can move on here, folks. We can move on. Um, should The Rock run for president? No. Wait, what? <laughs> that was gonna be my Where did that come from? Someone says that every single time. Like, every... Every election season, they say he, he's going to well, run. Well, he said he's not going to run now. He's definitively said. Now that Thank his, goodness. Uh, series, that was really. Now that, now that his series has, air, has aired and he lost the election in his series. Spoiler alert. Well, I think like four years ago, he could have actually had a chance to win. Like, no joke. I believe that. Uh, I agree. Just, but now his movies have tanked. So I think that makes it a yeah. little less likely. Yeah. The Black Adam thing uh, probably killed a little bit of his credibility. I don't know if you two are, are, are up on it, but he tried to essentially stage a coup at D.C. Yep. Uh, so that, like, uh, he could be the one, his production house could be the one, uh, like, controlling everything in, uh, instead of James Gunn. Well, he's <laughs> so practicing. He was like, huh, do we want The Rock or James Gunn? He's practicing to be president by doing yeah. a coup. I think he was doing like a wrestling thing in Hollywood, but didn't realize that, like, Hollywood outmaneuvers him because. Yeah. The way it worked was he got he didn't want uh, Shazam to be in Black Adam and Black Adam is initially a villain in the Shazam story. Uh, So it kind of didn't make sense if you were a comic book fan. Uh, But instead, he wanted Black Adam to feud with Superman. And so he got Superman. uh, He got Henry Cavill, who played Superman, to be in the spoiler alert closing credits of Black Adam to kind of create this hype of like, oh, this like everything's about to change. But then they hired James Gunn and they were like, oh, yeah, Henry Cavill isn't going to be Superman. We're completely redoing all these stories. And everyone was apparently pissed at the rock that he like pushed that through, even though they didn't want that. Fun stuff, folks. Fun Hollywood. It's like nobody cares about DC movies anyway, other than Batman, Mm -hmm. right? Like does. Did the Superman movies even do that well? Well, that's why I think that's why they hired James Gunn. They yeah. want people to care more about them yeah. than, than they do. So they got the guy that made the, the Marvel movies. I, I, f- I feel like the, the DC movies will be better going forward and very enjoyable, but they're still not going to like in box office and in any way compete with Marvel. Right. Yeah. And also I feel like just the uh, window for uh superhero movies is closing to the point that it's not as easy to like make bank on them. Now, you know, people aren't going to immediately go. People are a little sick of them. I know I am. Uh, so I know Martin Scorsese is. Yeah. <laughs> he also has pneumonia. He's so he's just sick in general. I don't think he said anything that 
batterant. I don't at all. I yeah. completely yeah, I agree think, with what he said. I just yeah, I, I think people misinterpreted it as something negative. But uh, it's it's it was, just like I don't know who he's arguing with. Like what? Just twelve year olds that think Marvel movies are cinema and Mar- Martin Scorsese needs to push back. Like, well, the thing is, he's not pushing back. He was asked in an interview one time, and then like it just became a meme, you know. Like, it's not like he's out there advocating against Marvel movies every day of his life. He simply was asked once, like, four years ago, and and people haven't forgotten about it. Also, I am certain he's never seen a single Marvel movie in his life. But really, what, uh, which ones, which one of those other than, which one of those transcends being a good superhero movie and is just a good movie? I don't mm-hmm. think any of the, I'm, I'm not saying I disagree with him. I'm just saying he's mm-hmm. basing his opinion on assumptions. I get, I assume. Oh, I see. Well, you assume. And I, For, I, I doubt he's ever sat through an entire Marvel movie. So first and second Iron Man would be good movies. Endgame, good movie. Yeah. And Endgame, it's not like though, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese definitely has movies that are worse than Marvel movies. Absolutely. And also Martin Scorsese has his own tropes in his mafia movie. Like if you watch, like there was so much of, uh, uh, what was that Hoffa movie that just came out? Was it, was oh, the movie? it was terrible. What was it called? The Netflix one. Yeah. Anyway, like there's I'm so happy that I don't remember the name of it. Recently. There's like five or six scenes in that movie that, there was the exact same scene in Goodfellas. The Irishman. The exact same scene. The Irishman, thank you. In in Casino. And it's like, how is he not sick of like shooting the same exact scene over and over again? Like, we don't need to see it. He's this very old. He doesn't remember that he did it before. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Darren? Uh no, you said what I was gonna say. It's okay. Uh yeah. So so it's just like, yeah, whatever. What whatevs. That's what's great about Hollywood. You can make all different types of movies. Well, not anymore as much, but you can't make friends anymore. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see I'll tell you what, a new you, Faces you, of Death movie? No, I did not. At yeah. All. And Charlie XCX is going to be in it for some Wait, reason. Making oh. a fa- Faces of Death was a documentary, though. It wasn't I, like I, a dramatically like horror film or whatever. It was. It was just footage of, of people getting run over by cars and shit. So they're making a movie based on that with like acting. I guess so. Yeah, that doesn't. That's weird. It's a reimagining of the 1978 film. Uh, the movie. Uh, it was just like footage. It was like watching live leak. It was like all the things yeah. that you know, like people getting shot in Congress and all that, whatever, like that kind of shit. And just back to back for like 90 minutes. Uh, one more thing I want to say about uh, uh, superhero movies. Uh, uh, J- JSC writes, superhero movies are popcorn flicks, and that's fine. And I agree. I actually, I just recently rewatched the, or actually, I think I watched for the first time, <laughs> the Indiana Jones trilogy. Uh, I, I've You've never seen, seen first, that before? I've seen the first one, uh, for sure. But uh, the last two, I have no, like I was watching them. I was like, I don't <laughs> ever remember watching these. You're making another one, by the way. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the newer like ones. 77 years old or something. It's just ridiculous. But it's older than that. I think Is that those, those movies are... I was blown away by how entertaining they were and how easy, yeah. not easy to follow. Like They are the gold standard of popcorn films, especially I think the second one is my favorite. 
because I think they really figured out the formula. They figured out the stunts and the pacing, and and like I, you know, you, and Harrison for Ford is awesome. That's Harrison funny Ford you say is that. So unbelievably charismatic. Go it's ahead. funny. It's funny you say that because the second one is widely considered to be the worst. Uh, well, of the two first, I mean, it's like considered vastly inferior to the first one. Of course, the third one's on another level. I mean, that's just critically panned by everybody. I love Not the, the, third, third the fourth one. I, I mean, I, the fourth one. I mean, the one with the crystal skull. Not the third. Third one. Shia LaBeouf in that one. Yeah, Sean, yeah, Sean Connery the, so one. Wait, of great. the original trilogy, the yeah. second one is considered the worst one. Really? Yes. Yes. I uh, see. By I didn't look at any widely considered. Yeah any review but i i'm not saying you're wrong i'm saying like sure this is just my opinion like i i saw this and just i really enjoyed maybe because there was the with the first one it's like there was a familiarity to it for me because i've seen it but whereas the second one felt like more completely new but i thought the second one is basically the same movie as the first one yes with a just with a uh, treasure yeah and a bigger budget so they had much cooler stunts. So that's why like I like the it heart there. pulling out of the chest. That just like when I was a kid, I couldn't. I that traumatized the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, and, and there was like real like when they get to the Temple of Doom, that whole Temple of Doom section is pretty fucking dark. It's like it's it, it it's. I love that movie. I think it's yeah, un- it's so great, it's so fun, it's so but, fun. And uh, yeah, but there is uh, one thing about it, though. We were talking about Jennifer Aniston and all that stuff. I mean, all the short round stuff is very dated, like racial. Yes. Yeah. You know, yes. Jones and all that shit. That's like not not going to hold up nowadays. But but he, he wasn't an he's Oscar a great actor, movie. though. Yeah. But I also, though, I thought <laughs> I thought he portrayed short round like very lovably and like, wow, yeah, absolutely. Great. Like, you know, like you said, with the friends thing, like there's a lot of dated dialogue in it. I thought that he added so much to the movie as as, as the sidekick uh, compared to whoever it was that was the sidekick in the first one you know like it made it made Indiana Jones more likable because of, I love of, it of Harrison Ford's more surly delivery but he still cared about this kid so I love the him. Temple of Doom I've been fighting that battle for like 30 years with people I love it yeah it's so good it's so good and, and of course Sean Connery was so fun as his dad and like that's the, the best uh, one, I think. And and and, yeah. and the casting is so cool because it's like you think about the time period, and and I'm sure Sean Connery was a much bigger star at, at the moment that the movie was released, and it was like, wow, here's James Bond as Indiana Jones's dad, right? Like that was probably yeah. the the feeling there. So that that must have been really really cool as well. And that and that fourth one, we should just talk about. Like, briefly. I have not seen that. Is one. it worth watching? Is it worth? Maybe, maybe, uh, yes, uh, just to be <laughs> for completionist sake, but it's very bad. It's very yeah. bad. It's like so bad. It's good, bad. Uh, but the the thing people complained about it was that it has aliens in it. Like there's the the, mm. the but you can't. How can you complain about that? Like you have like Nazi melting face shit. Yeah. Like there's, there's so much supernatural stuff oh, that, already. That face melting was so metal. That was so yes. great. I love One of that. The best things in cinema history. So good. And a guy so pulled well a beating heart out of a chest. Yeah. Every yeah. one of these movies has something supernatural, so you can't mm-hmm. really complain about the. Yeah. That is, I have no problem with aliens being involved in the storyline. Yeah, it's that's just not the issue. Really, it's so dumb. There's so we can go. We should do a panel of that movie one day because it's so so much to talk about. Like he's he looks 105 years old. Like it doesn't work for him. he could you could have made a movie where he has like a reduced role and he's like an older man and then someone else does the Indiana Jones stuff, you know. 
but he he can't do it. It doesn't look realistic. It's just dumb, and a lot of the story elements, like he survives a, a nuke. Oh, do you want me to give me spoilers? Because you, yeah, you do it. Go ahead. He goes into a um like a nuclear blast test site. This is like in the it's like in the forties or whatever. Now it's time has passed, and he goes into a, the middle ground zero of a nuclear blast test site site. At three seconds before it's going to go off, he's in the middle of it. He hides in a refrigerator because it's lead lined and he survives and he crawls out of the refrigerator. Like, give me a fucking break. Like, I know, and it's a it's a meme already. Everyone has dissected that stupid scene for the last whatever 10, 15 years, but it's just so stupid, it just ruins the movie for me completely. It's laugh out loud funny. The, the fucking refrigerator just rolls down a hill, boink, boink, boink. It's like for comedic effect. And then Harrison Ford just rolls out. He's like, he's like oh, my aching back. Or like some fucking muggy line, you know. Like you just were in a nuclear explosion, dude. And and this new, the new one, how, how, so if he was like too old to do this 15 years ago. Yeah. How is he? And Phoebe Waller Bridge is the co-star in this new one. No way! I didn't. Know I guess that. she plays his daughter. I can't. I just can't believe. Like, I I have to believe he's got like a reduced role in this one. Like he's Indiana. Uh, yeah, Jones. I think the idea is to pass the uh, franchise. To, I, the idea with the last one was to pass it to Shia LaBeouf, but uh, it clearly didn't yeah, work. No, so they're trying that, to do it again. It, I've been also, saying, Mads Mickelson is in this. That could that's be. Good cast already, yeah. But the that one had a good cast too. I don't know. I don't. I. It's just I can't see him doing stunts like that. I, I'm purposely avoiding like trailers and promotional materials for that. But. Uh, also, it was we'll interesting see. just to watch a George Lucas film that wasn't Star Wars that didn't have drones and you know like yeah Star Wars crap like that was based in like reality, quote unquote. Yeah, watch the original uh, Indiana Jones trilogy. It may and, and now inspire me to get uh, E.T. and the Goonies, which I have seen as a kid, but haven't seen since I was a kid. So I want to see e. how those uh, I revisited E.T. and I didn't like it as much as I did when I was a kid. I loved that movie when I was a kid, and I yeah, I really loved found it as a kid. I, I found a little like more fault with it. Like it's just I because I have more of a template of what movies are and stuff, mm-hmm. and I feel like they mm-hmm. fall into like easy easy shit in that movie a lot of that it's still charming it's got that like spielberg kind of charm to it you know so yeah and goonies was one of my favorite goonies is great still great et is just like very paint by numbers steven spielberg you know mm-hmm. just like schindler's list no i'm kidding ah i gotta watch that too that's awesome oh yeah i forgot you're a jew that hasn't seen schindler's list <laughs> so am i i'm, I'm gonna watch it in that in like a one hour blocks right because it's long We've talked about this, but you're going to be surprised. There are humor touches in that movie. Like there's the Steven Spielberg, very recognizable humor, and like, like it's not overbearing because it's a movie about the Holocaust. But there are like very funny scenes to break up the the depression. It's very noticeably Spielberg. My parents just wanted me to see it so bad when it came out that, like, I refuse. I can't let go of that, like, rebellious, like, <laughs> no, mom. I know what happened already. It's fine. I don't right. need to see a three-hour movie about it. We get it. I feel well, here's, here's what you do. Watch it and be committed to hating it. 
But for some, that's solved. such a long time to for to like force myself to not enjoy a thing. That's true. Uh, yeah, I don't. I no. Very true. Too much. Folks, if you don't want to watch that, we got plenty you can watch in our Patreon. Patreon.com slash RIP Alivecast. We have so many watch-alongs. The best watch-alongs, folks. They're just great. You know, they're just... Everyone say, like, these watch-alongs, they're so wonderful. Uh, everywhere I go, like, oh, what a wonderful watch-along. What a wonderful, great watch-along. So y- there's so many in there. And I, I just want to go through... Help. What a wonderful watch-along. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's so many great watch-alongs. We just posted one for Clifford, the uh, movie starring Martin Short. Shirt, <laughs> Martin Short. And he Charles does wear Grogan. a shirt in it. <laughs> and, and, Martin and, Shirt. And, and maybe that's young, why it sucked. We watched the wrong movie with Martin Shirt. <laughs> Clawford. Uh, and a young shifty <laughs> shell shock. Uh, Clifford. It is a brutal movie. Uh, and and we riff on it. We had a great time riffing on it. Other watch-alongs we've done recently, we watched a episode of the Clerks pilot that never aired of a, of a the only episode, version, yes. and then the, the cartoon version. There's some older ones, like we watched the documentary Mean Man, the story of Chris Holmes, which was unbelievably bad. We watched Money Plane, starring Kelsey Grammer and Edge. Uh, the Road Movie, which is uh. just... Dash cam footage of insane crashes in Russia. Uh, and crashes and other batshit stuff. Yes. Forest fires and assaults, kidnappings. And, and of course, we had to do uh, one of the biggest watch along we've ever done, which is the Steven Seagal vehicle out for justice. So all those watch-alongs are available for the low, low price of $5 a month. You get access to our entire two years plus of uh, bonus content. And uh, we have over 100 episodes in there, at least, of of bonus material that you can enjoy. Uh, And we're going to be posting more uh, uh, later in in the month, or at the top of the month, actually, May 1st. We have a really fun uh, one coming up. I'll talk more about it next week. But uh, uh, Deuterino says Pantera, Metallica, and Anvil watch-alongs are my favorites. I believe the Pantera and the Metallica ones are free. You don't even need a Patreon for those. Uh, the Anvil one, I, I think we might have done for the pa- The Anvil one was hard to watch. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, Our contributions hilarious. make it funny. He's saying... Us having to watch it yeah. for the show was Fair. work, but yeah. it's they're all entertaining. Patreon.com slash RIPL livecast. It's five bucks a month. If you want to throw us a few extra bones, 10 extra bucks a month. Oh, yeah. What does RIPL livecast stand for? RIP stand for this week? Sid? RIP is an actual RIP for the late great Dame Edna who passed away. I feel like, oh, we yes. RIP Dame Edna previously. Yeah. 89 a, years. A wonderful comedic talent. I watched Dame Edna live and it was so, so fun. Uh, one of my great memories of uh, just my theater teacher in high school just had some sort of connection and was able to get free Broadway tickets uh, and would take kids from the classes every once in a while. I got to see a bunch of Broadway shows for free, which was really like I didn't really understand how cool that was until yeah. uh, until my adult life. And I saw Dame Edna and she blew me away. It was so funny. One of my favorite bits that she did was she had a phone on the stage and she literally ordered an Italian dinner from a restaurant 
like two blocks down. Uh, this was, you know, in Midtown. And then at, before the end of the show, she got delivered the dinner <laughs> from the restaurant. Like the, the delivery person just went down the aisle and came and gave her the food on stage. And I nice. thought that was a really fun bit. And so R.I.P. a, a dame. That's right. Uh, and uh, so if you want to be a top live cast fan of the week, 10 bucks a month gets you a little shout out at the end of the show, which is right now. And I'm going to do it in my dame Edna voice. Which also sounds like Sharon Osbourne, but less screechy. I'm not yelling. I'm Dame Robber, and I want to say thank you to Eric and Benjamin and Dan R and Sam I am for being patrons. You're wonderful little. I forget. I forget what she called people like dollies, or she had like a name for her I don't fans, remember. like Slipknot called them maggots. Didn't do that. <laughs> then that's fine. Call you wonderful little maggots. <laughs> and then Mindy Mayer's Mindy Mayer's Kipper and Shisu Shisus it's oh delightful. And Hugo likes tacos. Well, we don't have tacos down in Australia, I don't think. And Lando sure Dex, they do. What are you talking about? Corey and Scotty H, what a delightful pair. Doug Pigman and Douglas oh, no. Who Sorry, you're supposed to say Scotty H. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty H Doug Pigman and Douglas, who are you, Levison? <sighs> Hi, guys. It's Josh. Thank you for your patronage. And uh, thank you for, for uh, watching and listening. I'm going to go rush over to that record store and get that Macho Man vinyl. We'll see you next week at our regular time. Bye-bye. See ya.